Hello everyone and welcome to Let's Talk About Jesus. Welcome to Let's Talk About Jesus. On this program, we discuss issues and challenges of life and we look at the solution from the Bible. We look at the solution from the Bible. So wherever you are watching us from today, uh, thank you for joining us from Let's Talk About Jesus. We want to appreciate you. We want to thank you for being there every time to listen to what we have to say. And of course, today, uh, as we start today's Let's Talk About Jesus, uh, I want you to know that we have come to you with a wonderful uh, topic to look at. But before we do that today on Let's Talk About Jesus, I've brought to you uh, Dr. Jack Gemon. So, Dr. Otoba Ajagemon, thank you for coming on this program and we want to appreciate you for coming. Thank you for the privilege, sir. All right. So, to all our viewers, whether on YouTube, Facebook, and on podcast, we want to thank you for listening to us, for sharing. Let's talk about Jesus. And if you have not done so, please continue to follow us and share with others so that everyone will be able to get some conversation that do takes place on this program as we discuss issues and challenges of life and gives you some solutions from the Word of God. So, if you have not done so, so subscribe to our youtube channel let's talk about jesus and of course on facebook don't forget to follow us like us on let's talk about jesus likewise you can listen to us uh, over the podcast channel so wherever you get your podcast from uh you are going to be able to listen to us and please don't forget to like and share over there too and of course if you have any questions please feel free to send your questions comment or if you have anything you want us to discuss on this program send it to viewpoint at solomon oluabi.com viewpoint at solomon oluabi.com and of course don't forget to visit the website www.solomon that is the website to visit so today we have come to you today myself and dr toba ajagema to discuss a topic that needs to be discussed and of course in this time and age where some have a mistaken identity where some are confused with their identity and where some are not even sure whether they have identity or not and so today we are going to be discussing that and the topic for everyone today is identity our place in god that is my conversation today with dr ajak gemma is identity our place in god so join us find something to sit on and listen to us get you whether coffee tea uh popcorn and whatever you want to get uh get yourself some things so you can follow us today again dr ajagaman thank you so much for being on this program let's talk about jesus today thank you for the privilege sir all right so as I said earlier that we discuss issues and challenges of life. I believe the issue of identity is an issue that needs to be talked about, is an issue that needs to be discussed. So, uh, Dr. Ajagama, my first question to you today, of course, is what is Christian identity? 
Oh, thank you, sir. Um, but, uh, let me call, first of all come in this angle. Identity is more or less like who you are. Who do you think you are, or what people think you are? Uh, I have a bottle of uh, a simple medication here, and the label on it the, is the identity of that um, medication. Here on it, you you see that they wrote on it vitamin D three. They put the specification and or, or, of the of the strain. In other words, if you go to the uh, to the chef to pick up this particular medicine, you are looking. This one is two thousand units. So that gives you an idea of what you are looking for. However, if you don't know. Who Believe we lost him right there. Okay, it's back. Okay, yeah. uh, it's possible that people tend to label you with who you are not. Uh, so, identity a lot of people in our world today are suffering from identity crisis because they don't know who they are. Uh, but thank God for God's word. As Christians, we need to understand who we are and what God think of us. Uh, the book of Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 and 14, give us a clear picture of who a Christian is. It made mention of salt, that is an identity. It also made mention of light, that is also an identity. In other words, so if you as a child of God, you are not uh, representing God in a, 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 in any setting you find yourself well, you might be losing your identity. Now, for example, if we have an ambassador sent by United States of America to, for example, United Nations, the whole authority of America is vested on that man or that particular woman, so to say. And whatever decision it takes is binding on America. Why? Because the authority has been given to him. So searching through the scripture, we have understanding of who we are as Christians. But a lot of us Christians, we have lost that identity through the, to the devil or through the circumstances we find ourselves. But going through the Bible will enable us to know what Christ thinks we are or who he thinks we are. Um, for me, I know I am the light and the salt of the world. And what is the role of a salt? It's the salt is used as a preservation. Salt is also used to make, uh, to give a food taste. So, in other words, if I'm in the world, I am there to replicate the nature of God. To make the world know who Christ is. Also, the word of God makes us to understand that we are the sons of God. We are child of God. In the book of John chapter 15, verse 15, the scripture makes us to understand that we are the friends of Jesus. Galatians chapter 5, 
verse 4 to 7 made us to understand that we are sons. Not only that, we are the chosen of the Lord. Just as the scripture rightly depicted in the book of uh, John chapter 15, verse 16. And the book of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 to 10 also made mention of five crucial uh, identity for believers. He said, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you might show forth the glory of him who has called you out of the darkness to his everlasting light. So, in looking at this critically, you will see that your identity as believers is well spread out. And now replicating the nature of God in your environment or in whichever setting you find yourself, enable others there to be able to identify with you and to see who you think you are or you say you are. It was first said of the disciples in Antioch that they are Christ-like. Why? Because they have observed that these people, they have been imitating Christ a lot. Does it mean that the day you gave your life to Christ, that's the day, that's the day the nature of God is going to become outrightly in you? No. It's going to be gradual. So we need to know who we are so that we will not fall uh, prey of the devil and his courts. All right. Thank, thank you so much, sir. So we need to understand who we are in Christ if we don't want to be prey to the devil. And uh, that is very key. That is important. All right. So that brings me to our next question. Uh, how can the understanding of our identity in Christ leads to a better living? Uh, you can, I mean, so, and by the way, uh, when you bring a pharmacist on the program, you see, he just gave an illustration using uh, medication. So that is not, uh, it's not, it's not strange. Uh, of course, I'm talking with uh, Dr. Ajak Gemma, and that was a really good, good illustration. Thank you so much, sir. So when you look at our work today, uh, looking at the second question on how uh, our understanding of our identity in Christ can lead to a better living. You have some who are staking their life, some are contemplating on taking their life, and I hope wherever anyone is watching this program or at any point that it gets circulated to you and you watch it, that you will listen very carefully to what we are talking about. So when you have all these uh, uncertainty things so to say but in christendom we know they are not uncertainty because these are part of the things that has been prophesied that will come as we gradually move towards the end of the world so it's not strange to us but when you look at it at the same time there are people who find it so strange but how can the understanding that we have as christians uh help our identity in a better living Okay, um, I will start by saying, uh, as believers, if anybody is having identity crisis, it shouldn't be believer at all. How do I mean? There is no way you will go through the scripture, you will not find what God has said about you. Every issue of life is well spared 
in the scripture. For instance, Jesus Christ himself promised us that in this world we will face with so many challenges, but he said, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. That is a, a, a consolation. That is a, a, it's an assurance. Knowing fully well that the only person who has come to make the world a, a bitter place to live in is nobody other than, the, than Satan. Bible says in the book of John chapter 10 verse 10, he said, for the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is the major three assignment that the devil has come to do. He wants you to see yourself as, oh, the life is worthless. The life has no meaning. But knowing that you have a, a mediator who has gone through all issues of life and has triumphed over them, gives you an assurance. No wonder the scripture says in the book of Hebrews, it said, we do not have an high priest who cannot be felt with the level of our infirmities. But we have such who has gone through all yet he triumphed. So, that is in, in, in another part. And another side to it is that as believers, who has found his identity in Christ, remember you are representing God just as an ambassador is representing the nation to whom is representing. You are there to share the gospel of Christ unto others, to give them hope, to give the world hope. The, the world will not, I mean, cannot be, it's not an exaggeration, cannot be more better than what we are, so to say. But as believers, we have an edge, we have an advantage over all issues of life. No wonder the Bible tells us in the book of uh, John chapter 13 verse 34, it says, a new commandment I give to you, love one another, love one another as I have loved you, in other words, so when you love God, God has given you a commandment to love others, to replicate his love unto others, and when you replicate the love of God to others, you make them feel more important, you don't want to tell them what the situation they are going through is actually telling them. You give them hope. And the hope you are giving them is not a false sense of hope. It's an assurance that has been granted in the scripture. And so, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciple if you love one another. So, the love of God should be expressed unto others. But before you can replicate the love of God, you yourself must have found an identity of God that you are loved by God. Because you cannot give what you don't have. Wow. Th thank you so much, sir. Thank you um, to everyone listening to us. Um, you've heard that in the book of John. 
Uh, the thief come not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But God has come that we may have life and have it abundantly. So when you understand your identity in God, then you know that every negatives that are happening, every circumstances that are happening in a negative form, they are not from God and they are not meant for you. But you have to understand your identity in God. Thank you so much, Dr. Ajagema. So, uh, my next question to you is How can one become eligible for this identity? You've spoken about being a sort, you've spoken about being the light, you've spoken about being like Christ. How can one become eligible? And of course, you know, uh, whatever one wants to become in time of career there are certain things you have to do in order to become eligible for example uh, i know for certain that your uh, doctorate is not honorary i know it was not dashed to you you had to do some certain things and then you became eligible and then you became certified and then the honor was bestowed upon you so as a child of god or as one who is yet to know the lord how can one become eligible for this identity uh such as christ identity uh yes uh it's very simple one we must first of all recognize that we are sinners because if you don't know who you are for example if you don't know that you are sick how will you go to the doctor for cure or for healing so as a, fact, as a matter of fact, the life in Christ, uh, uh, you can only be eligible one if you turn from your evil ways and accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For Bible says in the book of John chapter 3 verse 3, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And verse 33, uh, verse 36 of it now of that same John now says, He said, Whoever that believes in God, in the, in God, uh, in the Son of God, shall have life, but whoever that do not believe in him shall not have life. But the wrath of God abide on such. In other words, if only you want to be eligible for the identity that you can get in Christ, for you to become a citizen of heaven, for you to become called the righteous or the chosen of God, first of all, you must accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You must turn from your evil way to the righteous way, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ himself said, he said, a thief, it's only the thief that will come through the window. A burglar will only want to assess the building through a window. But whoever that wants to come we are through the right channel, we have to pass through the door. And what who is the door? Jesus Christ said, I am the life. I am the door and the way. No one comes to the Father but by me. In other words, you might have so many avenues out there, but for you to gain eligibility to the Lord Jesus Christ, you must have been ready to give your life to Christ. And when the moment you give your life to Christ, you desist from living the whole kind of life you have been living before. Bible says in the book of, of Corinthians, it said, 
whoever that is born of God, eh, has turned. I mean, it, 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 you have turned your whole. You are no longer who you used to be. I'm not paraphrasing. You are no longer who you used to be, but you old new. I mean, the new has come. Old has old has departed. In other words. When Christ has come to you, your whole nature will give way. Then the nature of God will begin to form in you. And the moment the nature of God is formed in you, and you begin to study the scripture, and you find more and more of God's revelation in the scripture, that tells you that you are developing. Just as a child will desire the sincere make of the world, that he might, uh, might grow by. When you give a baby, um, when you first give, uh, give back to a baby, that baby will not just grow periodically to maturity. You have to nurture. So, in other words, if you are giving your life to Jesus Christ, you must, first of all, be identified with Christ, turn a new leaf, and find a, a, a Bible-believing church. Attend, then get yourself a copy of the Bible, and study, meditate, and discover who God says you are in his world thank you so much sir dr jagema um so that is uh, what i will call criteria for eligibility if you uh, will agree with me and so this segment we are going into uh right now i called it lead me to jesus segment and this segment is basically uh, to give people opportunity uh, whenever and wherever they are watching uh, to introduce people to Christ. So that is the segment we are in, and that is over to you. Yeah, uh, my brother and sister out there, if you have not found Jesus, there is no better way to do it than now. For Bible says it is appointed for man to die once. And after that, judgment. In as much you do not know when you will take your last breath. You don't know the kind of food you will eat and you will eat no other. You don't know the kind of journey you will go to and you will never return. And you don't know the kind of sleep you will sleep and you will never wake. If man should have an idea of how this thing is going to be, one will avoid it. For example, if I know that, oh, if I drink this bottle of water, it can lead to death. I'd rather not drink. So, in as much you do not know the hour or the time that the bride can come, you want to give him a chance in your life today. Tomorrow might be too late. Tomorrow might be too late. Don't postpone your salvation till tomorrow. Uh, don't say, oh, okay, when I am this, when I have bagged my degree, when I have uh, attained what that make life pleasurable, then I will give my life to Jesus. Who pro tomorrow doesn't promise anybody. It is only God that knows the beginning from the end. And he knows the end right from the beginning. That is why the scripture called him Alpha and the Omega. So, it is the deceit of the devil to tell you that uh, you still have time. You still have time. Tomorrow is there, don't worry. You will give your life to Christ tomorrow. It is the deceit of the devil. What about 
After this segment, and the owner of the bread demanded for it. That is the same thing that happened to that foolish man. He said, how I have make accumulation of wealth. I will destroy my bonds. I will build a new one. And I will say, I will put all my harvest into it. And I will say, oh man, sit down and enjoy. For you have labored and God has, I mean, and you have accumulated so many, so much. And God said, fool, look at the fool. This night, the Lord will demanded your life from you. And if the owner of the breath that you breathe now decide to take it, where do you want to hand it? Is it in heaven or in hell? So, you don't want to procrastinate. Procrastination is so dangerous. It's a stealer of time. You don't want to give the devil uh, an opportunity to triumph over you. Remember, for the devil is looking for as many he can destroy with himself. Why? Because he has tasted the glory. But he rebelled against God and he was banished from heaven. And no wonder the book of Revelation says, he said, woe unto you, the world. For the devil has, has come unto you in his wrath. In his wrath. It has come to deceive as many as possible. He, he will not even come to you gently. I know he will come with a soft voice. Oh, don't mind them. You see, you have time. After this degree, you can, you can give your life. But remember, what about if you sleep and you never wake up? Will you still be able to get that degree? So, brethren, now is the time of salvation. Tomorrow might be too late. If you are there and you want to give your life to Christ, just place your right hand on your chest and we pray together. Because he is the Holy One that holds the future. Your tomorrow is secured in him. Shall we pray? Uh, you can say after me, Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner and I have come to acknowledge your supremacy as the Lord over my life. So I am giving myself unto you, giving myself up from my old ways of life. Jesus, come into my life and take your place. Jesus, hold me your appearance and the Lord himself who you have made this allegiance unto will guide you and will uphold you to the very hand in Jesus name God bless you if you have given your life to Jesus Christ find a Bible believing church and join them at the same time get a, a copy of this of the Bible Nowadays, Bible is in so many forms. You can have it on your phone. You can have it in so many. So there is no excuse that you don't have Bible. God bless you and remain rapturable. 
Thank you, Dr. Ajagema. God bless you, sir. So, uh, to everyone listening to us, uh, you have heard that. Uh, if you have not given your life to Christ and you have just done so, uh, please stay closely to Mentor of Righteousness. All right. So, we are now moving forward to the second segment. I mean, the last segment to say. And this is the segment where... Uh, the goal is to connect what we have talked about and bring it to home, uh, to connect it to our humanity, to connect it to ourselves, to connect it with nations, our societies, and, and our communities. And so my next question to you is that uh, is knowing our place in God sufficient for us to contribute to humanity. And before you answer that question, uh, I believe you did uh, quote this Bible passage earlier. Uh, oh no, uh, the one you quote earlier was actually uh, 1 Peter 2.9, you are choosing generation. So this passage that I'm about to read, of course, is Galatians 2.20, uh, where it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gives himself for me. So, with that understanding of that passage, does knowing our place in God sufficient for us to contribute to humanity? I would say yes. Because uh, if the purpose of a thing is not known, it has been said over and over that the abuse of such is inevitable. So as believers, you are called, you are saved to save others. Save others could be in form of deliverance unto others. It could be in form of rescue others. And Bible says in the book of uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, permit me to read it for you, sir, and for, my, uh, for the listener. He said, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. In other words, we are saved for good works. We are saved for good works. As believers, we are to contribute to humanities, to make others' life better, to introduce them to Jesus. Not only to introduce them to Jesus, but how are they fearing? How are they comfortable in their well-being? Thank God for the community of believers where I belong, House of Hope. A place where hope become manifestation. People of God, not only that we will give you the word of God, we also identify with your struggles. We identify with whatever you are going through and we want to be part of your life. That is how the disciples started. The disciples, they moved from house to house, breaking bread, those who do not have, none of them were, I mean, 
were an outcast. None of them were outcasts. They partnered with one another and they made the community of believers again are proud. No wonder, Bible says, and so many want to be part of them. Even on the day of the Pentecost, when evil people were given the testimony of what this, of this and that and that, that the people have done, thousands were added to the church. Thousands were added to the church. In other words, Christianity is not just in words. It should also be in action, in practicality. We should identify with other struggles. No wonder, even the, the scripture says, weep with those that weeps. Our Lord Jesus Christ even identified with the struggle in the family of Mary and Martha when Lazarus, their brother, died. He identified with them. And no wonder the miraculous happened. If we Christians could exhibit the light of God, just as we know that we are the light of God, guess what? As a light, you don't shine in the midst of light. Light will never give light illumination. Light gives darkness illumination. So, how will people know that you are the source of God if you keep the light under the bushel? How will people know? The only way they can know and be part of you and you can be part of them and lead them to Christ is by first identifying with them, showing the light of God, radiating the light of God. And if you do so, you are partnering with God. You are partnering with God. Just as we read in that part in passage, he said, you, for we are his workmanship. Who is workmanship? Somebody who is working hand in hand with God to achieve his agenda here on earth. A workmanship. You are partnering with God to reach the unreached, not only reaching them and abandon them, you reach them and bring them to maturity to the point that they also can disciple others. Praise the Lord. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Ajagema. Um, interesting. So we move from that first part to lead me to the Jesus segment. And I believe if anyone has given their life to Christ, uh, will perfectly understand what you just finished talking about. And of course, this is basically telling us that we have a work to do. We are not safe for ourselves only. We are safe for the sake of others. Light does not illuminate other light. So light is meant to shine in the midst of darkness. So uh, please, wherever you are listening to this or whenever you come across this, please feel free to share it with others. You never know, sharing this message, somebody might hear it and give their life to Christ. And I'm, I trust God, I believe God that there will be people that will come to know the Lord through this program. Let's talk about Jesus. And by the way, this is uh, uh, what I believe the Lord is giving me as 
part of the light for me to be able to shine to others so bringing people on the program talk to them we talk and others get to listen to it and people get to understand that we cannot just fold our hand and, and think that the humanity problem will go away no we cannot wish it away we cannot wish it away we have to do something thank you for making us understand that when we understand or know our identity in christ it can help our humanity so here is my uh, next question uh, how crucial is it to rely on god when it comes to getting involved in nation building uh for example uh uh, I believe uh, Nehemiah uh, had to build the nation and he didn't do it on his own. Look at it, a woman, Esther, you know, she said, you go and pray and fast. I will go into the king, which was against the norm, which was against the culture at the time, that if I perish, I perish. So today, what is my if i perish i perish language meaning what are the things that i will go against just to make sure that christianity does not go into extinction what is the if i perish i perish language for me to say my nation i'm a yoruba man by the way, and I'm proud of that. My nation will never go into extinction. Look at Israel today, okay? Everybody prays for Israel now. Everybody loves Israel now. They just, hopefully, they're getting that under control with Hamas case. Hamas situation, you know, a lot of people has died, innocent people. Uh, they are so rest in peace. But when you look at it today, people can go into prayer and fasting for Israel. The now Israel that we know okay just because of the covenant of god upon their life but people will not go into prayer and fasting and take action on the nation that belongs to them okay wherever we live of course is our nation so for those who live in america that is where they live that is their nation but everyone also have where they came from uh those that are in europe countries they 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 they, they pray for europe countries but then we also know where we live left from so looking at this question how crucial it is to rely on god when it comes to getting involved in nation building uh, thank you, sir. Uh, you've almost answered the question yourself. Uh, it is very, very pertinent and crucial for us to depend on God. Uh, it, there is no way to it. We have to depend on God for everything and in everything. We have to depend on God for everything and in everything. We must learn to trust God. Uh, in the book of name, if you read the book of Nehemiah, chapter one through four, you will have a clear picture of how it is for a man to carry the burden of a nation. You said earlier on that you are a Yoruba man. I am also a typical Yoruba man. But then, what Nehemiah did, Nehemiah recognized that God. When he had the story of his place, that the wall had been, the wall of Jerusalem has been collapsed, has been in ruin, in shambles. 
he afflicted himself. Fasted. First of all, he repented of the sin of himself, of his fathers, of his great 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 father, grandfathers. He repented of the evil of the sin that he did not even commit. Guess what? Even by the time he now appeared before the king, I believe it's King Atasos. So, by the time he appeared before the king, the king sense something is wrong with him in his countenance. Why? Because he has not been in that way before. And the king said, I know you are not sick. So tell me what happened. Is everything well with you? He said, how can everything be well with me when my country, the place of my father is being ruined? It's being ruined. So him and the king asked, what do you want? Then he made, he made his request known to the king. But let me read what Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 18 says. Said, then I told them of the hand of my God. Hear that. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was upon me. As also the king's word that he had spoken unto me. And they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. However, there is no, no matter how good you are or who, wherever you think you are, whether you are in a comfortable place and you see that the nation of your birth or your place is being ruined. Remember, you see how people there just like Nehemiah. He said, I have my, my father's house. My people are still there. So he could identify with them. Though he might be living in King's Palace, somebody who is a cup bearer to the king. I believe also has the same player, some level of player that the king also has. I believe he will eat. You cannot just go and give the, the drink to the king without you, first of all, have a taste of it, whether it's going to be good or not. Or else, you may be risking your life. So, we are partakers of our nations or whatever things that our people are going through. But we cannot underestimate the, the role of God in this. We have to rely on God for the change and for the building of our people and of our nation. Guess what? Even when some people among them arose, people like uh, uh, Sambala, Tobiah, and Geshum. Initially, I used to think it is just two, those two people, Sambala and Tobiah. Those are the two names that we are familiar with. But there is other partner, Geshum, of the tribe of uh, uh, Arabia. But then, they wanted to frustrate every effort that the people that are making move wanted to make. But because Nehemiah has put God first, he has engaged God in the journey. The hand of God was upon them. 
And so they could finish it. And that ginger all that are sleeping up and mobilize them to action. And that is why their hands were strengthened for the good work of rebuilding the ruined place of Jerusalem. So we cannot underestimate the power of God and the role of God. As a matter of fact, who are we besides God? Out of God, we are nothing. If God decides to take, he take his breath off from us, then we become ordinary dust. Then why would you rely on the one who owns you and know the strategies to overcome? Or who can touch the act of kings to make available for you things needed for the building? So, it is so pertinent and very crucial to depend on God. And I will say again, of everything and in everything, we need to depend on God for everything. Thank you, sir. So we need to depend on God for all things, for everything. Thank you so much. So that leads me to hopefully my final question. We'll see. Um, what you just talked about, when you connect it with this question that I'm about to ask, uh, in that prayer is crucial. Prayer is important. Everything needs to be about prayer. And I remember a song uh, when we were growing up. Jesus started with prayer and oh, then with prayer. Prayer is the master. I'm not a choir. I will have probably sing it better than that. Uh, but what I'm saying here is that prayer is very important, crucial, and it needs to be the beginning of everything we want to do by committing everything to God's hand. But the other part that we cannot do away with, as I believe, uh, it may not be so to some order, is that we must also act when we pray. We can all be praying uh, to God to provide for us without leaving our house. Now, there are some unusual things that can happen that God can do. God can send anybody to you to, you know, to uh, ask a helper. However, there are things you can, you cannot just, you can be saying you are jobless, you're looking for a job and you're not filling out application. You're not, you know, looking for a job, go out, complete application and all that stuff. But you just sit in the house and continue to pray. So, there are things that you need to do when you also pray. And this is just me now because uh, is there is chances that what I'm saying is not true. There is chances for that. Okay. But how true is this statement that I just made? Uh, or should we just continue to pray? We can just continue to pray and, uh, you know, God will do it. And we can continue to try to wish the humanity problems away. Uh, we cannot sit and expect the miracle to happen when we have not taken the action. Though it is good for us to pray, we have to pray. No wonder Jesus Christ said, ask until your joy be full. But while you are still asking, 
you must also get yourself engaged. You must also get yourself engaged. How do I mean? You said uh, prayer is critical, but when it comes to to uh, what's it called? Uh, can you repeat that question again, sir, please? When it comes to putting in the action, uh, some believe we should pray and uh -huh. continue to pray and continue to pray. But I'm saying, yes, we need to pray, but we also need to act. Absolutely. And could be wrong. And to some, that could be wrong. So that is the statement that I need you to do justice on. Yes, sir. Uh, prayer is very critical in nation building. We cannot overemphasize the role of prayer. Prayer is good. However, the scripture says, he that, uh, uh, what's it called? It said, a walk without faith. I mean, faith without work, rather, is dead. In other words, when you are praying, when you are praying, we need God to accomplish things for us. We are engaging God with certain emotion for God. But you also must have a part to play. Just as the story of Nehemiah we narrated. Nehemiah did not say, okay, okay. after he had prayed, he did not, did not just fold his arm that, oh, I've prayed to God. The building of Nehemiah of Jerusalem, God will raise somebody to build it. And still be open. It's going to happen. Just imagine for a second. If Nehemiah did not, when the king asked, Nehemiah, why is your face like this today? Uh, king, live long. There's nothing. It's only that I, probably I just woke up or I'm thinking about certain, certain things. Uh, nothing, nothing much. We had to confront the issues and be truthful about it. He did not just say, oh, it is well with me. Oh, King, live long. No, it was not well. So, by telling the king what he was going through, the king could make, the king, make an offer. What do you want? Okay, give me a letter to, 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 to the governor. Give me a letter to the kings. Give me a letter to the, to the forest guard. That even when I'm going through, they will not even disturb me. That they will give me timbers for the thing that I need. And the king made provision. It's just like we are praying to God too. And we now say, okay, God, I pray to you. Okay, let the miracle happen. And we just sit at home. It's just like the story of a man of, of two men that went to ask about the, the fortune, about their life. What would the future hold for me? Oh, they said, ah, you. As, as we say, you, you go to become a king. You go to live in affluence. And he went home and sat down. And the other one, they said, you go to die in penury. Ah, this one now said, die in penury? Okay. He went and started farming. Started doing farming. The one that said he's going to live in affluence, folded his arm. But the one they said is going to live in penury, actually become wealthy by hard work. Guess what? If 
he did not or he did not accepted the identity that has been given to him that oh you go to die as who you are there's no point taking any action he will have he could have as well be uh living in that penury but then we need to engage god and at the same time move into action god all god will honor our prayer at the same time honor our action listen what about what about esther you mentioned esther earlier on esther against all norms and customary of the king he, she showed up he asked the, the uncle Nehemiah and others go and be praying for me let me go and see let me see the king if I die I die if I perish I perish but then did, he perish, did she perish there no why because the prayer has gone ahead to work wonders but now when she now stepped into action then she was walking on the miracle uh, on, on, on miraculous ground. Why? Because God has perfected the deed before she got to the king. The king ordinarily would not, I mean, would not have given her the center of acceptance, telling her to come. And guess what? If we should remain silent. On the EU that require action, we and our family and our nation could be destroyed. It is good that we pray. Pray. I, I am not underestimating the role of prayer. Prayer is good. Prayer is good. But then, God still honor your sacrifice, your action. There are so many things. We could do to jumpstart, to build our nations, to mobilize our people. So, prayer is nothing, not nothing but uh, what's it called? A uh, when you have a power bank, you start power. You start power. You have power bank when there is outage. When what what do you do? You jumpstart the, the the what's it called? The 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 what's it called? You jump jump start the generator. Generator is smaller than like a power bank. So then it gives illumination. It gives light. But when you now sit down and I and remain idle and you expect God to mobilize it into action, it won't work. It won't work. It won't work. So God. If, I mean, there are certain things God will not act on if we fail to make the move. He has made provision ahead. But we believers ask to jump into the pool of the action that God has, I mean, that he has made available for us. Imagine this Bartholomew, the blind. He was sitting down the, the Christ was going by, and people like he overheard them that who is passing by? He said Jesus, and he screamed, "Jesus Christ of Nazareth, have mercy on me!" What now happened? 
Jesus Christ, did Jesus going to meet him where he was? No. He commanded him to be brought. He turned into action. And that was why he could receive his sight. So, when we pray, prayer prepared the heart of men to work in our favor. But when we jump into action, it makes the process more faster. Wow. Prayer, 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 and action. That is very powerful. Um, so as we end in today's program on Let's Talk About Jesus, a big thank you to everyone that has been watching us. But I cannot go without reading this comment here, and I will quickly run through them. But before I do that too, uh, Leonard Ravenhill, he said, Today's church wants to be raptured from responsibility. Uh, <laughs> we cannot wish problem away and we cannot continue to wait for the raptures to come. Uh, while we are here, we must continue to do everything possible for us to do. And so let me run through this uh, comment here and then we will come to the end with the final words from uh, Dr. Ajagaman for us today. Uh, so Nehemiah identified with his community. That is how he was able to appeal for his nation. Uh, we must identify, that is the message I'm getting from there. We must know how to identify with our community. And so I want to identify with the amalgamated country called Nigeria. Uh, I call it amalgamated country because the word Nigeria to me is a fraud word. But that's a whole separate political uh, conversation. Uh, but there are issues that are going on in that country now and i i ask that everyone continue to pray uh for the country nigeria but also to also ask for the judgment of god over that country uh so uh the next comment says our identity must be by our action uh you know like uh the message today that says what we do is ministry but the fruit has to be shown and the fruit can only be shown when we act so by their fruit you shall know them not how blossom they are not how pretty they are but their fruit uh this is a really good uh nugget for real from uh, mrs Ibironke Oluokun. by the way uh today is a bad day so happy bad day and everyone everyone that are listening or watching us um is happy bad day to mrs so she says again our prayer is the energy behind our action however prayer without action is a waste of time i mean i rest my case it's close right there you know you can pray all you want if you don't act, it's like we pray that the Lord bless the work of our hand, but there is no work for God to bless. What will God bless? What is it that God will bless? So, and, and when we pray and God gives us idea, it gives us illumination and, and we don't act. Like this program, I've said it time and time again, this program should have started long ago, but guess what? 
there are a lot of things that I was thinking and uh, I tried to reason it with my own, you know, trying to process it with my little woman knowledge, you know, but when we act and then we leave the rest for God, we pray, we act and we leave the rest for God. And um, faith without works is dead, like our uh, Dr. Ajagemon said. Action starts with changing our mindset, which is very, very important. And you are welcome, Mrs. Oloko. She says thank you to everyone that are watching us uh, or listening to us on podcast, YouTube, and Facebook. Thank you for saying happy birthday. And you can go on Facebook too and wish her happy birthday. Her name on Facebook is Ibronke Akirin Lola Olokun. You can go there, please. Wish her happy birthday. All right, Dr. Ajagaman, before I let you go, um, what is your final counsel for people today in 30 seconds? Uh, we have looked at this topic today, okay? Identity, our place in God. What is your final counsel in 30 seconds? Um, my final words to all our viewers and to as many who will still uh, watch this uh, uh, program is that a life without Christ will always end in crisis. In order for you to be able to know and identify your identity and walk in the full potential of who God has made you, you must go to the owner of the manuscript, uh, uh, the manuscript of your life who is God to make you and lead you in his path of righteousness you must give your life to Christ and at the same time you must be ready to serve him to the very end on this note I will say never never allow the situation you are going through to define who you are your place in Christ is secure know who God calls you and know who what he says about you and that is who you are and that is what defines you thank you god bless you thank you so much dr Ajagema. i hope that when we call on you again on let's talk about jesus you will uh, graciously accept our invitation to come on this program uh this program uh was put in place to have a conversation to discuss issues and challenges of life and provide solution from the word of god and that is what we have just done today so wherever you are listening to this program yes it's christianity based uh but you can listen to it regardless of what your religion is all you just have to do is to listen with an open mind because when you listen with an open mind you are likely going to drive some critical and some important point out of it. And so uh, to everyone that has been listening to us, uh, if you're listening on podcasts like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from, we are on there. Uh, you can go to any of those platforms, search for My View or search for Solomon Oluwabe, and you will get to listen to all our previous uh, podcasts. Likewise, you can go on our website, and you can visit there. Uh, for example, uh, this past week, I wrote about do not quit. And the good thing is that you can listen to it uh, on podcast or you can read it. So in any shape or form, we're trying to make it available so that if you don't have time to sit down and read, you get to be able to listen whether you are 
in the kitchen doing some things or you are on your way to work or whatever you are doing so all this information are available for you if you go to www.solomonoluabi.com you will get those there include the previous ones that we have done i've brought a couple of people on this program and they always come with some really great good informations that are inspiring and uh, of course you can go there and listen to it uh do so follow us on uh facebook on youtube don't forget to subscribe and again this is let's talk about jesus and i want to thank everyone that has listened to today's program everyone that has watched today's program as dr ajagema has gave us justice I would say, even though the time is uh, not that much, but you see, every moment we have to make it count. And that is what we have just done today by talking about identity, our place in God with Dr. Toba Ajagema. Again, a big thank you to everyone. And on this note, I want to say thank you. And until next week, 5 p.m. And don't forget, by the way, the podcast comes out every Saturday by 5 a.m. By 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the podcast is out. And every 5 p.m. on Sunday, Eastern Time, uh, the YouTube and Facebook live program also takes place. All right. On this note, I want to say a big thank you to each and every one of us. Thank you so much. My name is Solomon, and I will get to be here next week, Sunday, and you get to see me again. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful and grateful weekend. Uh, week ahead. <laughs>